And then on the 20th, 26th, second day, they opened fire. Um, they killed a lot of people. Mm. Like, I was shot in my thigh. Jesus. Hello and welcome to A Life in Dublin. I'm your host, Mark, and with your permission, we'd love this podcast to be your digital companion for the next little bit at least. This conversation is a recording of myself and Ahmed, who is from Egypt. This is a longer than usual episode, but we go in depth into a number of different topics, like some of the differences between modern day and ancient Egypt, the story of how he was shot during the Arab Spring, how an Irishman could be held responsible for starting the Egyptian Revolution back in 1919, and we also discuss the horrific scenes currently taking place in Gaza. This episode takes a while to get going, but trust me, there's a lot in it. Lots of laughs, but some tears too. If you're enjoying the show, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a friend or leave a rating or review. Those small acts are the lifeblood of this show, and without them, unfortunately, it would just get lost amongst the noise. For those of you who have already done so, I cannot thank you enough. Now, here's my chat with Ahmed. And I ended up meeting a lot of interesting people, a lot of making actual friends, find find, find people with similar interests. Amazing. And then, okay, this is a monthly ritual ritual for me now from now on. Then the following month, uh, the one that was in October, I went there. And uh, yeah, next time I'll be there as well. It's like, uh, I got a monthly ritual now. Yeah, that's brilliant. I'm really happy to hear that. That was the point of of it. Right. And sometimes you can start something and the point gets lost or the point never is achieved. Right. Or it becomes too much about something else. Right. Like people people think it's about the performers, which it is. Right. They're the reason we're there. Right. Uh, They're the excuse that we have. Yes. uh, Yes. Yes. But But, but at the end, it's a social mixer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It it was like a mere coincidence. Mm -hmm. Like like, I was, I was having some day, some days off at work. This is the only reason I would, (laughs) I'd go out late on Monday. And, um, I thought, yeah, why, why, why not? Yeah. It will be in a pub anyway. Yeah. So, like, I know one thing I will definitely be doing. So, yeah, um, that was the the, uh, the, um, the least important thing of the night. Yeah. So the thing that you actually thought that would be, okay, the, the silver lining became actually the, like, the least important thing. And yeah. you just spent time talking to people, meeting, meeting people, and find meeting people with similar interests. So, yeah. I remember, it was great. Yeah. I had that I can experience of, of trying to find those people when I lived in a different country as well. Right. And meeting people as an adult, it's Ooh. so like un, under people don't think about it at all. I think people who maybe don't leave their country and they grow up, you know, their friends and their family around them their whole life, which is obviously very you know noble and good thing to do, but. Having had the experience, those people often don't think of how difficult it is. Yes, and it gets harder um, the older you become, because when you are in in your your hometown or whatever, having friends does not, you do not seek out friends. Mm -hmm. They're just people around you, and it just happened that you have similar interests because you've grown in the same area you're going to the same places your your uh, parents might be friends and like there is like a one team that's important like that represents the city that you are in everybody so instantly you have a lot of interests i'll say a lot of similar interests or mutual interests um but as as an adult or as a gamuno you have to actively seek people yeah. and 
see if you can get along or not. Or, yeah. So, because at some point in your life, you've met, let's say, a hundred different people. When you're 30, you have filtered or you narrowed down your list of from a hundred to maybe five. Yeah. Those are your people. Yeah. So you have carefully selected the people you want to surround yourself with throughout years and years of um, selection. Or as you grow, uh, the things that you want in life uh, change. So yeah. you want to surround yourself with the people with a similar mindset. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But then you have to just press the reset, the reset button mm. and you go, okay, from square, square one. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you, you benefit from it. But yeah, it is, it's, it's a tricky one um, and it takes time. Um, how long have you actually been here in Dublin? So did, did we actually start? Yeah, we started. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me just like <laughs> set properly then. <laughs> I, did, I was just like, I was, I was thinking that we were just like, where are we over? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. we, we just go straight into it. Right, right, perfect, perfect. So I've been here, uh, so I think I landed on the... 3rd of August 2022. 2022, okay. So you're here just over a year. Yes, a little bit over a year. Uh, a month later, my family followed me. Okay. So uh, me, Alia, my wife, and I have two small kids. Okay, great. Um, my daughter is three. Wow. And my son is one and a half. Wow. So actually, my son, so my son lived in Ireland more than he lived in Egypt. So my son is more Irish than Egyptian at this point. Wow. Because you, even when you say the word Ireland, you say it with an Irish accent, <laughs> um, almost. You know, like I, I know if if we had met, for example, in right. Australia, I'd be like, "Have you been to Dublin before?" Right. right. Um, so my my first question is, uh, I, so I don't know very much uh, apart from the obvious historical things about Egypt. I don't know very much about modern day Egypt, right. to be perfectly honest. Right. Well. How do you speak English so well? Because <laughs> you speak English like a native speaker. So, so, well, English was part of the British Empire. So Egypt yeah. for, for, for a lot of time was uh, part of the United Kingdom. Where we were occupied, of course. Um, so that leaves um, um, unerasable trace, okay. I would say. So I would say most of Egyptians can speak and understand English, mm -hmm. right? And I would say, since I was a little boy, uh, my parents took notice that I like to try to say words or the words that I hear in a movie or something. Mm. And as a kid who was uh, uh, growing up in the 90s, you'd only have like two TV channels and yeah. there was the TV channel that always shows the, 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 the American movies. Yeah. So I took an interest. Yeah. So my father thought that would benefit me in my life. So he started like encouraging it, like, like hiding the subtitles, the Arabic subtitles and asking me and my brother questions about, okay, what was that about? How do you say that? What does that mean? Wow. All that. So it, it was a game between me and my brother. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, uh, it resulted in us like picking up a few words and during school, I would enjoy languages. So I'm an engineer, so you would think math, but yeah. not actually not, that's not the case. Oh, really? So it, it was mainly languages. And my English teachers always had like, 
they always saw me as someone who got like a a, a good student. So yeah. they, they they gave me more attention okay. because I was picking up the language so fast. Yeah. Um, and then I started reading. I I, I read all, well, back then, of course. I used to read in Arabic, but I try to read in English. So wow. that, that 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 reading gives you a lot of uh, it, it increases your language arsenal. I would say. Yes. You, you know sure. a lot of words. You know how a lot of expressions. Yes. And like the ball kept on rolling, so that helped me get better jobs. Yeah. Um, at multinational companies, so I would ha- like I, I was. The, the team that is overseas mm-hmm. so I would work with my colleagues from all over the world all the time so usually I would use English yeah at so my you, job you picked up like it became like second nature to exactly exactly it, it is it is yeah. it is sometimes like um, I think in English great yeah does your wife speak yeah actually her English is better than mine <laughs> <laughs> so she she actually used to so in so as of like a part she's she's an engineer as well but back in Egypt, like uh, she had like a side hustle or a side job that, or she, she, it, it was her full job for some time. But uh, 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 it was mostly a side, like a, a job on the side that she teaches English. Um, um, so yeah, her English is actually better than mine. Wow, that's amazing. That's incredible. I hope that people can do that. I'm always so impressed. Well. well yeah, you really think that languages are the languages are like uh, how do you ride a bike? The way the way I look at it. Yeah. So you have to try and fail. You have to keep on trying and like just accept that there will be people who will be laughing at you. Like yeah. Who are you talking? Why are you trying to say stuff the way they are that you are trying to? But then it will actually be it's a great conversation starter like, like, yes. for example the first thing that we were talking about like a few minutes ago hey you you, you have a little bit of an Irish accent yeah in you and I was like okay yeah that's that's, that's because <laughs> I've been doing business and that yeah what part of Egypt did you grow up in so um, so I'm from a part of Egypt that is called Port Said okay um, so it's on the Mediterranean Okay, so I'm I'm for so Egypt. Egypt is like one million kilometers, like a square. Mm. So you have the northern part of Egypt that is um, um, on the Mediterranean. So the, the south of Turkey and uh, uh, and Greece. Um, if you remember, two years ago there was a ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal. Yeah, I right? do remember. Yeah. This is where I'm actually from. Okay. Right? <laughs> so the, the crew that got the ship out of the Suez Canal is I went to school with two of them. No way. That's 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 how who got it out or got it in. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, the captain got it in. Yeah, we got it. But but yeah. So this is basically I remember uh, talking about this because it's, it was during the pandemic. And like we are all on our phones and our laptops all the time, mm. so it became yeah. a universal meme. And I, I remember thinking, well, that's actually going to be a very good way to tell people where I'm actually from. <laughs> yeah, Egypt. finally the Suez Canal. Yeah, exactly. So, so Portugal is actually a part of. Oh, sorry, it's the entrance of the Suez Canal. This is where the Suez Canal meets the Mediterranean. Okay. So Portugal uh, is on that intersection. Within Port Said, I am from somewhere called Port Fouad. It's like a small peninsula okay. that is on the edge of Sinai, the peninsula, the, uh, peninsula of Sinai. Okay. So where I am from is, um, you know, it's the end of Africa. It's where Africa meets Asia. 
from wow. the northeast part. Okay. So of course this 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 very unique location. Yeah. Um, it, it was very obvious to a lot of uh, people during history. So but actually, Poussaint is known for its history with struggles and occupation and all these uh, uh, um, unfortunate events. So because it was geographically very important. Exactly. It, it's been, it, it had like um, the headquarters of the uh, the Suez Canal. Okay. So whoever controls that controls the Suez Canal. That's yeah. 12% of the world economy. Yeah. Basically. Wow. wow. So yeah. So uh, yeah, it's where this famous incident in history which is called the uh, Suez Canal conundrum in 19... Uh, uh, 56. Okay. Where Port Said, specifically Port Said, was occupied by England, France, and uh, Israel in a part. Okay. So that was my hometown. And it was occupied for the reason of controlling the city. Yes, now. Yes, because uh, at the same year, uh, the Egyptian government, um, and sometimes my English will betray me, so please. Yes. Please bear with me. So uh, it was. It was like uh, it was like an. So the Suez Canal was like an embassy. Mm-hmm. So it's part of the land, but it does not. It's it's not owned by Egypt. So okay. like in the Irish, in the Irish embassy in Egypt. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's part of it's in Egypt, but uh, uh, Egypt has uh, doesn't have uh, uh, the sovereign rights. Yes. Right. So what happened was. That we we were it was ours we built it it was built through slavery, wow. Um, so we decided that okay it's ours. That's it. Mm. Right. So then of course the imperial forces of the world did not really they had a few in their ideas. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so they poor uh, side was occupied. Uh, for 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 a period of time, and that's that's nineteen. My father was alive at that time. Yeah, and and I lost members of my family in the resistance. Wow! During that time, what would your father say about that time? How would he describe it? Well, he he was a little bit young, so he yeah. he was on the younger side to remember. But I remember the stories from my grandfather. So it was so so there are. Um, I actually wanted to talk to you about this before 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 we start. I know you edit. Yeah, yeah, we can. So I was actually like, unfortunately, because of like all the events happening around us. Yeah. I so there are some bottled feelings, and I hope if this if things go too political, that's okay. The, okay, that's uh, that's fine. Uh, because. I will not be able to take a neutral uh, uh, standpoint. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So, so I'll always be myself. And, uh, 100%. I wouldn't, because I understand how the world works. Yes. And I understand I wouldn't want to be causing you any kind of problems. No, yeah. you're not going to cause me any problems. Don't worry. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 well, I have to be um, uh, a polite guest. And, uh, yeah, well, no, I want you to be yourself. That's the right. most important thing. So uh, my, I remember my grandfather. So my grandfather lost... Cousins, so um, the, uh, uh, the the city was surrounded from all uh, directions, yeah. and the Egyptian army at then was not. So, so I think it, let me give you a little bit of a brief uh, uh, about 
between the 1900s and the uh, 1200s in, in, in Egypt. So the 19, uh, in 1922, Egypt gained independence from uh, 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 the um, UK. Uh, same, 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 same age, same, same, same year. Wow. Um, actually, yeah. later on, I'm going to tell you a story about how the two um, uprisings intertwined. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so basically what happened is, so um, after uh, 1922, um, uh, the UK left, um, and uh, they kept control over the Suez Canal. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Right? Uh, and then they were able to manipulate uh, the people to, so it was like a kingdom. It became a kingdom of Egypt, not a governorate or, 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 or like a democratic country. Mm. So it became a kingdom. So the, the, the king, the kings, as always throughout history, just puppets. Yeah. So the kings that took over were just mere puppets of the UK, mm. right? So in, okay. in, yeah. in, in, 19, in 1948, which is the Nakba, uh, when this this is where the uh, the started the, the occupation of Palestine. Okay. Um, yeah. So the Egyptian army. So there was like a, a coalition of uh, 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 armies that rose or were sent to defend the country, mm. to defend Palestine. Yeah. Um, and they lost, obviously. Yeah. So the. The, uh, uh, um, those soldiers who came back, and those officers who came back, they were really, really mad because we were in a very weak state. Yeah. And uh, they found themselves not having proper weapons. Mm -hmm. They were like, it was um, a, a crushing defeat yeah. to their spirits before anything else. Mm -hmm. Right? So they decided among themselves that we cannot. Um, um, we cannot stay in this state. We cannot be that weak. So they actually revolted. There was like a, a coup against the king at the time. Okay. In nineteen uh, in nineteen fifty two. All right. And Egypt became uh, 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 um, a democratic, quote unquote, um, country. Mm -hmm. So you have a president. You have um, uh, uh, um, um, ministers and. Uh, all the fundamentals of a country, not a kingdom. Yeah. Um, so, of course, it was we were very, very, very poor. Yeah. Right. Coming out of all these wars, coming out of because in 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 world in World War One, we were bled dry. So the Egyptian cotton. Mm. So uh, 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 the Egyptian peasants were basically uh, put to the sword if they do not work four times to to to. Uh, um, produce cotton to supply the British armies. Um, so the, the country was devastated. So we had a problem in the south of Egypt. The Nile floods every year. It kills people and destroys corpses. Wow. We had a huge problem in the south. So right. So we had we had to build a dam, mm -hmm. right? So and because the president at the time was not to the liking of the, um, again, the imperial forces of the world. There, we were refused any kind of um, uh, financial aid or like loans from, from the National Bank, 
the international bank, sorry. And this was in the 1950s? Yes. Yeah. That's, okay. that's, that's during the... I will get to work tonight, I swear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just, I'm really, I'm just want to make sure I'm in the right place. Um, so that's 1952 up to 1956. Okay. Um, so we had no way of funding the building of the dam. Mm-hmm. So this is when... It was very obvious. We have we have we have something that we own. We work at. We built it. My actually my great grandfather was taken from the south of Egypt, put into slavery to uh, 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 dig the Suez Canal. The Suez Canal was wow. big. It was big by hand. Wow, Jesus! Right now, that. So this is where this is this is how my family moved to Portside because before the Suez Canal, it was just like a fishing village. Mm. It was not a city. It was yeah. not very populated. So this is how we moved. Um, so so you were, your family was forcibly moved? Yes, but, but my, my grandfather at the time was 17, and he was like, you would, you would have two things. You either pay money or you give two of your children to go there and dig. Wow. And they'd probably die. Uh, cholera, there was like a lot of um, um, disease. It, 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 was, it was horrific. Um, so... In, in 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 1956, we decided, okay, this is this is the way we get the money to build the dam, and this is the way that we fix our economy because the Suez Canal Egyptian was was created by the Egyptians, and it's ours. Yeah. So we took over. This is ours. Please leave the country. To all the um, then at, at the time it was not allowed for Egyptians to uh, be in. Um, like higher-ranking employees, and this was going on, right? Wow. So then we took over, and then that was the first time Israel comes to Egypt. Okay. Um, so 1956, it was, um, of course, occupation that um, actually the, the world did not really accept that, or the UN did not accept that, but it was my 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 city was just surrounded. How my my grandfather would would, would describe it. It's it's basically um, we were. I know it will resemble a lot of things that we hear at, uh, right now about the, the current situation, but history tends to repeat itself. Um, that we were second class citizens. We were supposed to do this. We're supposed. It, it was it was martial law all the time. You have the time to when you, when you leave the house. And you're not allowed to walk in the street past a specific time. Um, you're not allowed to um, um, speak up uh, to anyone. You, you can. You have to accept that anyone can come into your house and um, uh, search for uh, collaborators or tourists. Uh, so of course there was the, the resistance, um, and we were able to. There are horrific stories. But eventually, we were able to. Can I ask? Is this was this Israelis or also Israelis? No. So so the the conundrum. So there were three countries that invaded Egypt at the time. Yeah. So it was France, the UK, and Israel. Okay. France and the UK were in Port Said. Okay. To control the entrance from to control the Suskan. Okay. Israel, they 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 came in in Sinai. Okay. So they pushed west, their west, okay. into Sinai. 
So this is where you share the border, we share a border with Israel, mm. right? So there is there is one point that is shared between three countries. So you have Israel, you have uh, uh, you have uh, uh, Gaza, and you have Egypt, and you have Jordan as well. Mm. Um, so Israel pushed into uh, Sinai, um, and then with all the resistance and all history unfolded, and then we were able to gain or be liberated, we liberated ourselves, yeah. basically. So the, 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 the Egyptian army was in shambles, mm. and um, we were just alone in the world. We felt that we are alone in the world. We felt that it is really up to us. We felt that we have to take up arms. So we were able to liberate ourselves, but of course, at that time, there were the pressure from the Soviet Union, pressure from the UN, and pressure even from the US for this thing to stop. So that event unfolded, and Port Said tried to, well, rebuild itself. How long did that liberation take? Three months. Three months only. Wow. Yeah, we're, we're badasses. Yeah. <laughs> So um, let me tell you something. Uh, like one of one of the the aftermath of these of these events. So the so it was really really poor. So the the, the buildings were made out of wood, mm. right? So there was no cement. Like the, so, I remember our reading reading stories about um, the uh, 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 the French uh, planes dropping napalm. On these buildings and these buildings are made of wood so they would just disintegrate exactly exactly so I, there's only one building left Wow from that time one building is there like we, we like it's it's a memorial now or mm-hmm. mural for, 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 for those events then like so you basically start from scratch yes then we jump into 67 Mm. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to be brief to explain the history of my history. I'm fascinated by it, so take time. Uh, so we, we jump forward into 1967, mm-hmm. which is the war, the, 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 the seven days war, five days war, I'm not sure how, how they call it. So this is where uh, uh, Israel invaded South Lebanon, the Golan Heights, and uh, pushed into the West Bank and uh, in Sinai. Yeah. So... Again, Egyptian army shambles. Hmm. Um, we uh, uh, like the Egyptian army, the, like the, the the complete air force part of the Egyptian army. They would completely destroy it without even one plane like taking off. Wow, Jeez. it was like bombed this, this fast. Yeah, right. Crazy. And then so Sinai was completely occupied by by Israel. It was part of Israel, mm. right? Then they uh, they they occupied Sinai for uh, um, six years till the Yom Kippur War in in, 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 90, in 1973. Okay, this is where Egypt were able to rebuild their army and push back. Okay, right. Um, so during that time, all the so the Suez Canal goes through three cities between the Mediterranean and the Red Sea. Okay. So you have Fort Said and you have at the, at the entrance and you have uh, Smalia at the middle and you have Suez at at like the, uh, the exit, mm-hmm. if we can call that, call it that. So basically all these, these three countries, so the, the Suez Canal separates 
mainland Egypt from Sinai. Mm -hmm. okay? okay. So basically, these three cities became um, uh, like a war front. Mm. So every single one in these three cities were asked to leave the city because the Egyptian army would, this is our, like the Egyptian front. So my grand, my grandparents from both sides were, were asked to leave their homes, their property, mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. They have to find a place. So they, they, were, they moved them in other parts within Egypt, mm -hmm. right? So they lived inside their own country as refugees. Wow. Right, uh, because they were they, they had to, and they and they did that with like okay we're fighting, so we have to, then we we go. Yeah, uh, I remember my uncle, um, my mother's sister. I'm well, sorry, my my mother's. I told you my English for betraying. <laughs> uh, my 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 mother's brother. Yeah, my mother was uh, a baby at the time. I remember him telling me stories about how they would knock on the doors. Try to to ask for milk for my mother. My mother was the youngest, and they had they had no. It's like people just moving in masses, jeez, because of war. Because yeah. well, it is what it is, right? Well, yeah. Um. Uh. So um, again, those were the people that twelve years ago or eleven years ago were subjugated and put in a place where they were just hostages in their own country. Yeah. Then we fast forward to 90, uh, uh, 1973, the war, Egypt fights back, uh, uh, we liberate Sinai, Israel goes back, mm -hmm. right, uh, uh, to their pre-67 uh, 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 borders from, it, from the Egyptian side. Okay. Unfortunately, that's what is not the case for every single country. Yeah. Right? Um, so then Port Said becomes... So um, it's labeled so uh, like the nickname of Port Said in Egypt is the um, like the, the the fighting city or something like that. Okay. Um, I don't know how to like the exact translation of the word, but like you know the word the you know when there's someone that is always an underdog, but he fights fearlessly. Yeah. Despite being the underdog every single time. Okay. Right. So this is this is basically how so, how, how 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 it's described. Mm. So. Then, because it suffered, like uh, my, uh, my 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 grandparents from my mother's side, they were, when they returned to Port Said, it was basically their their house, their property, it was just ruins. So they rebuilt, tried to get things back to normal. Then the Egyptian president at the time, because of the sacrifices that this city had made, uh, declared it a free port. Okay. So a free trade port. So basically, no customs, no taxes, mm -hmm. and it was just things got like went 180 degrees. Everybody was selling something. Everybody was importing something, and I have like pictures of myself as a baby wearing Dior and wear <laughs> <laughs> like it was it was insane because everybody was importing like no like it, it's just the uh, uh, the manufacturing cost. So everybody flocked, hey, we, we need to go there, we work there, we import and we sell. Everybody became a trader uh, overnight. So my grandfather from my father's side became like a, a trader, an importer. He would like import all these 
uh, uh, brands, Versace uh, uh, suits, uh, wow, Hugo Boss suits, and all that, and he would sell them. So, family is starting to get richer and richer and richer and richer. Good. Uh, and yeah, it, it just moved into that direction till that city became the. Um, so, unfortunately, the economic situation in Egypt is not great, mm. but Port Said has the lowest. Uh, 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 percentage of poverty, okay, all over the country. Mm. So it went from that, from from that from from being completely utterly destroyed mm. to actually one of the uh, nicest places to live in in, in, in Egypt. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's that's basically where I'm from. Can I very well explained? Thank you so much for that, and I've got a lot of questions. <laughs> it's okay. My first question is, is some pretty stupid question, but um, the imagine it's on the Mediterranean, right? Sorry, it's on the Mediterranean. Right. Yes. I don't know much about that side of the Mediterranean, but right. generally, all of those places around the Mediterranean are quite beautiful places. Right. Um, if there had been like hypothetical question, no war, is this like a, almost a, a paradise similar yes. to some of like yes. Greek islands, etc.? Yes, it's actually so. It's so to, get, to put it into perspective, it's for around four hundred kilometers or five hundred kilometers from Cyprus. Okay, like I remember when I was young. Um, so because like all the the country full of tra- just uh, trade is there is our profession. Right, I remember like uh, uh, the, the guy at the school. My friends, they had one of one of my friends at school. They, he had an older brother that he was working in a boat. He would go just overnight to Cyprus to buy things and come back to wow. to, 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 to Portugal and sell them. It was like those people. The, 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 this 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 kind of profession that people work on boats, they would speak like nine languages, ten languages fluently. Mm. They would travel the world. It, it was it was insane, wow. and and it, it it was going in a direction where it 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 would have been amazing. I remember. Let me tell you three things that Egypt has ruined for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, all over the world. Mm-hmm. Food is one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't really appreciate food because Egyptian food is great. <laughs> well, let's actually to before you continue that. I, I, I'll get to your point. Okay. Uh, uh, two is the uh, the monuments, of course. Three is the yeah. beaches. Really? Yeah. And this is this is where I I relate to your point. Like this would have been a product. Yes, yes, it would have been amazing, mm. amazing. It's it's insane sanity. Like, for example, if you go to Cape Town, mm. or if you go to uh, uh, Argentina, they will always they will always find like uh, uh, this signs that the the end of the world is this way. Uh-huh. Right, because you will find the last point of Africa, for example, or yeah. the last point of uh, 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 South America. But there's no such thing as this. This is this is where Africa ends. Like this. This is like I would have put something like a um, a statue or a, a wall, a mural for some kind. Hey, this is where Africa ends from that side of the world. Yeah, you can actually come here and take a picture at the end of Africa. Yeah, or at, at, the, at the, the last point of Africa, for yeah. example. So, and as I told you, my city that or the port from Port where I was born in, it's called Port Fuad. It's an, actually in Sinai. So you take the ferry between Port Fuad and Port Said. This ferry. Literally crosses crosses Africa to Sinai to, to to Asia. Wow! Because Sinai is part of Asia, yeah. so that ferry basically crosses two continents in less than fifteen minutes. 
crazy. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's like the, the ad right itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure. And um, you said then the situation at the moment is not um, very good. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? All right. Again, to to talk about that, we have to go back a little bit. Yeah, of course. Uh, to I would say to 2011, okay. uh, the Arab Spring. Yeah. So. After the president who won the war against Israel in, in, in 1973, the hero, mm. um, he was assassinated. Okay. Uh, and then his... By what, um, Didn't just ass- assassinated? Well, by... he was assassinated by Muslim extremists. Okay. Right, we had our problem with, uh, with, with radicalized groups and radicalized terrorists as... Well, I would say a little bit more than anyone else, but uh, but yeah, we had that, yeah. right? Um, and um, he was assassinated, and then his vice president took over, mm-hmm. right? Hosni Mubarak. I'm not sure if the name sounds familiar, but it was prominent name because he stayed president for 30 years. Okay. <laughs> right? Um, so between 1981, where he took over, to 1984, uh, from 1981 to 2011, he became a dictator. Okay, he he will always be. He changed the uh, constitution, so he can never be removed. So he, it, it's like you, 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 he can serve as many terms as he wants. Basically, yeah. There's no limit on on the number of terms, and the situation got really really bad. And at that time, I was 23. Um, so. The situation, the political situation was really bad. People were being oppressed. And then they're like, you can, you can feel it like the streets are boiling. Like there's something right. that they, like, um, something was bound to happen, right? Then there was this parliament uh, elections and he basically bought it. Mm. It, it, it. It was insane. Like, Every single member, I think, from his party won. Okay. Nobody knows what I remember in, for, 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 uh, the, uh, the parliament member that was supposed to represent uh, uh, where I'm from. He was he was he was not like not functioning. The person was he was on wheelchair. He was really sick. He was really old. He, 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 nobody would have elected him, and he won, Mike. It, it was by a landslide. Mm. So there was something clearly wrong. Mm. So it, things kept on boiling and boiling and boiling until this incident happened where, so the police were taking over, the police were controlling anything. It was uh, everything, it was a police state, basically. So- I'm sorry, the police were acting on behalf of, of this dictator. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, it, 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 it was a, a police state. It was, um, you're not allowed to speak up against, uh, uh, um, uh, the, the regime. Yeah. So there was this incident happened where, so marijuana is of course illegal in Egypt, right? So there was this guy. He was just just a person like me or something. Like he was not like a, a freedom fighter or he was not like a guy outspoken against the regime or anything like that, right? And he had like an altercation with the police. And the police murdered him. Oh. They 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 murdered him in cold blood. Mm. And they basically said he actually had drugs, and he tried to swallow the drugs. 
mm. and he just choked on them. Okay. Right? And then, for some reason, pictures of the autopsy were uh, 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 got leaked. Mm. So everybody saw what actually happened. Okay. The guy's skull was bashed. Wow. Right? No, I mean, you, you cannot have that from choking on something else, right? So then, like, people or social media, this is where our, my generation, I would say, altercation with social media and utilizing social media for something, for a cause. Mm. And there were all these calls, hey, let's go into the Tahrir Square on 25th of January, 2011. Mm. Let's go there, let's riot, let's, let's just protest against the regime. Mm. So I actually went there. Mm. I remember um, Twitter being banned, I think, at the time, right? Or was it taken down at some point? Uh, so that was it, was, it was people. The whole internet. Yeah. The whole internet went down. Jeez. Uh, the, uh, so in Cairo, they cut off all, like, all the cell towers. Yeah. Um, so in 20, uh, 25th of January, 2011, we went to the streets, right? Mm. And at the time, the old narrative was there. There, these people are terrorists. The people are funded by the West to to just destabilize the country and all that, right? So we actually stood our ground. Um, there were altercation with the police, and then on the twenty sixth, second day, they opened fire. Um, they killed a lot of people. Mm. Like I was shot in my thigh. Jesus. Um, it was a rubber bullet, but it was from. Um, uh, 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 it was a close encounter in a bit, so it broke my thigh bone. Mm. Right? Oh, that must have been incredibly painful. That was that was insane. Like for six months, I was uh, on crutches. Crutches. Uh, then, because of the people who died on the twenty eighth, it was a Friday. It was called the Friday of Anger. Mm. Right? This is where around what seven million people went to the street. Wow. And people just, we're gonna be there in the square and we're not leaving mm. until he resigns. Okay. And in the 11th of February, he did resign. Wow. And he, he were, was trialed, he died. But he was trialed and he went to prison, he, him and his family. But then the Muslim, the Muslim Brotherhood took over, they were elected. Then we had another coup in 20, 2013. And then the person who led the coup in 2013 is the current dictator. Okay. He is a dictator. Right. So we are now in a situation where the economical situation is really bad. The country is in the same state as pre-2011. And it's really, 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 it, would, it, it really breaks your heart. Yeah, of course. Because of all the sacrifices that people put in to people who actually gave their life for an inch of freedom, and then things returned to where they are. The, uh, the, the Egyptian pound, the currency in Egypt devalued, devalued four times since I moved here. Wow. So in the space of just over a year, it's yes. devalued four times. Yes. I remember uh, the do $1 equaled or one euro equaled 17 Egyptian pounds when I was ex exchanging for euros before I packed my, my, my luggage and come here. Mm. 
Now it is, uh, I was calling my dad two days ago and he telling me, and now it's like 49. Wolf. Jesus. And yeah, so yeah, um, gas prices, skyrocketing, um, 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 electricity, food, everything. Yeah. So unfortunately, this is this is this is this is the case at the moment. And like, so we, when you're speaking to your dad, like, how how is it for him over there at the moment? It's 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 really difficult, and it's getting more and more difficult. Uh, but there's n- nothing can be done at this point, mm. unfortunately. So there are things that our people are trying to do, like economical plans to fix the situation. But I don't see anything good happening in the very near future, unfortunately. That's the, that's the economical side of it. The security side of it, I would say, the country is pretty safe at the moment. So you're saying at the moment that there there is a dictator there again. And um, what is... Or who, or is anybody st- like so opposing him? Or so they learned from the mistake of 2011. Okay, that um, if you give the people inch of space of freedom, they will see it for 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 what it is, and they will revolt. Mm. So I think in the last ten years, the work like the work's been done to make sure that this never happens again. The answer freedom is never given. The amount of people who left Egypt for sake of a job somewhere or just leaving for the sake of, okay, I can't live there anymore, exponentially increased in the last 10 years. Mm. I never thought I would, I would leave Egypt. I never thought I would. I was, there was a point in my life, and this is why I was talking about it, in 2011, when I stood in front of a rifle for the country, yeah. how, how would that person go from doing that to leaving the country whenever, when he got a chance mm. or raising his kids in a, in a different country? Yeah. So you see that, okay, this is, this is not normal. Okay, I've done my part. Maybe it's not going to happen in my lifetime. So I have kids now. I have, I have to... Well, think of them, think of their future, and think of what they can have. That give them a better start point. I'd yeah. say it's very fucking sad, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. Especially when when you have this um, um, love for. Uh, you've heard me talking now, and uh, you know the passion that I talk about about my country and about where I am from. I, I I love it. It will always be part of my heart, and it is part of my heart all the end of my days and it just saddens me that it is the situation at the moment but this is history right so Egypt was there before time and Egypt will remain there after everything ends and there were a time there were thousands of years when Egypt was the, the pinnacle of the world or the pinnacle of civilization and there were times where it was uh, famine diseases wars um, it was the worst the, the worst place that you would live in Right? And everything in between. So, well, it happens that I was born in the part of history where the situation is the same. I've told you, like, their recent, uh, uh, or a little bit, like, 50 years ago kind of history. 
And I would say now it's better. So now, now it's definitely better of when my parents were born or where, where, where my great-grandfather was actually forced into slavery to dig into the ground for a canal for an imperial country yeah. just to take over. Yeah, yeah. You know. Matt, um, talking a little bit about, um, before we get more into that, the passion that you have for Egypt. Right. Um, I'm just curious to know because... Um, you know, obviously in school here we learn all about the Egyptians and the civilization right. of Egypt and the effect that it's had on the world and, and all, we all know that, right? Right. What do you, growing up, learn about all of that stuff? So, so there is the thing that you learn at school, right? The field trips to the pyramids. You know? Yeah, that must be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and but I like history. I love history. Yeah. So I, I, I always dig a little deeper, you know, I, I would go deeper and deeper into, okay, so what was that like? What was uh, the aesthetics of it? Mm. Not just the, uh, uh, so not just like the summary of the events, because this is what you learn at school. Hey, at this, in these thousand years, there were these multiple events and that's it. But okay, what actually happened? What, mm. again, what's the aesthetics? And the Egyptian people back then, they were. I'm not sure if it's they, they. They were just patting themselves on the on the back, or they they thought they had knowledge they wanted to share. But they were fascinated with writing every single thing. How they eat. How they. How they like. How how's the uh, um, agriculture system works. How the uh, judicial system works, and how how, how they have sex. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. it, was, it was that explicit. Like, wow. this is what we do. This is what we do in every, every aspect of our lives. They were fascinated. They, they were fascinated with writing that down everywhere. So you would go into a temple and you look, huh, these are really, really great writings. Uh, I wonder what they what were they talking about? And then like the the the, uh, uh, um, the, the person, the guy next to you was that just like, they're talking about their sex lives. You know? <laughs> it was as, as, it is as, Simple as that. Yeah. Um, so you will learn a lot about, okay, so what, how it started, where it came from, how Egypt beca became Egypt, uh, or Kemet. Yeah. So Kemet is the old word for, this is what Egypt was called um, uh, back then, Kemet. So Kemet means, the, so, so Kemet means um, dark or um, so Egypt was, was, was created around the Nile because of the Nile. Yeah. The only thing that caused Egypt to become Egypt is the Nile. The Nile. Um, so the Nile, on, on both sides of the Nile, you'll have this kind of mud. And that, that mud is extremely fertile. Well, okay. Right? So this is what actually attracted some nomadic tribes to the Nile. Mm -hmm. They found out that, okay, we can actually uh, uh, be here. This land is extremely fertile. Let's just stay here, uh, 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 plant something, harvest it, and this is our life now, right? So this mud, this little darkish mud, is what what Kemet is. So wow. basically, Egypt is the Nile, and the Nile is Egypt. Wow. Okay. So fascinating. But we learn. So usually, people when you when you talk about Egypt, you talk about the very old Egypt, like about six, seven thousand years ago, Egypt. But Egypt has a very rich history 
after the end of the uh, uh, foreign uh, countries, or foreign, they called countries, they were the foreign eras. Okay. So the Roman era, and then when, when the Muslim, when, 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 when Egypt became a Christian, a Coptic uh, 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 country, and then when the, when the Muslims moved in, and then centuries and centuries and centuries of uh, Egypt being part of the um, uh, Muslim empire, the Islamic empire, and then becoming part of France, and then becoming part of Persia, and then becoming part of the UK, and then becoming part of the Ottoman Empire, mm -hmm. and then becoming part of the UK again, mm -hmm. and then being fully independent. Mm -hmm. So throughout that, there is a, like a really, really rich history. Yeah. So Saladin, the, the famous, he was actually the ruler of Egypt. Yeah. Right? Wow. So, so the, there is a castle on the highest hill in Cairo, that's the Saladin's castle. Yeah. Right. This is this is the one, uh, like the, the center of Cairo. So we learn a lot about that too. The is what, what's called the Islamic Egypt or the Coptic Egypt. Wow. Because so when Jesus left Palestine, he he was a refugee in Egypt. Mm. So we actually have a lot of monuments from that time. This is this is like there is a tree where they rested. Wow, it, it's part of it, it's actually part of Cairo, Kiyotic Cairo. So it's not just uh, temples and statues. There's so much more. When I remember when I was talking earlier about Egypt was there before time, and it, we were there for the whole ride and we will remain there after the end of time because this is how it is we we were it's egypt is not for egyptians egypt is or egyptian history is for human beings yeah this is a testament of what can we do as human beings what we can see this is our journey mm. from prehistoric uh, uh, eras yeah to the modern eras and even to the future yeah there's a part in south egypt called uh, uh, a cave called Algara okay in this cave has paintings or drawings from the time of the cavemen wow so cool it, it, it's there I always tell my friends if you go to Egypt you land in Cairo you go to the you see the pyramids and you just fuck off <laughs> in any direction if you go north that's the Mediterranean right and um, if you go east that's Sinai and the Red Sea. Yes. And one of the top five diving spots in the world. One of the yes. best places you can actually go as a resort. Uh, if you go to the south, this is the, the old capitals of ancient Egypt, where you find the temples and you will find all these great monuments. So Luxor in the south of Egypt has third of the monuments of the world in one city. Wow. It, it was the um, uh, the ancient capital when Egypt was at it, 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 when ancient Egypt was was at its like in, in its best state. Wow. You go to the west. That's the Great Western Desert. The Great Western Desert is really unique. Mm -hmm. There are multiple things there. There's the White Desert. 
Okay. okay. So the white desert is a desert where the sand is white. Uh, it's a little bit okay. on the nose. Okay. I remember there was a movie, uh, Vin Diesel movie called Chronicles of Redick. Okay, yeah, rings a bell, yeah. So they wanted to sh- shoot the movie in a place where it doesn't look like Earth. Okay. <laughs> they shot it there because it doesn't look like Earth what? at all. Yeah. And next to the black, the, the white desert, you have the black desert. Okay. Right? Which is the sand is actually black. No way. And also, near that, you have something called the Mount of Crystal. Okay. So it's a mountain of crystal. Wow, okay. Um, and, and all that in the Western Desert. And you have the oasis, of course. Like yeah. the Sea Oasis, where it is allegedly uh, 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 um, um, said that the dead Alexander died there. Alexander the Great died, died there. Maybe okay. buried there. Nobody knows. Yeah. And you have something really, really cool. I really, really ho- hope for whoever listens to this to Google that. Something called the Valley of the Whales. Okay, explain this to me. So, so the Valley of the Whales is it just this part of the desert, completely. It's, it's desert in all directions. You cannot see any, any heights, just plain desert. Yeah. Right? And you can see there, just in the desert, skeletons of whales. Wow. That's not the best part. These skeletons for these whales had feet. What? So this is when, <laughs> this is was, when the time where whales would actually walk on land. Holy shit. I didn't think that was the thing. Whales are mammals. Yeah. yeah. They breathe oxygen. Yeah. So they, they, they once were able to live on the land. But that was so, fu- so, so long. Like, it was like so long ago. That they 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 they, they um, evolved. Of course. Do you, have you ever paid any heedance to these theories that like there's water erosion on the um, the pyramids and that people argue that the pyramids are actually so much older than than people say and that it's actually there was a flood or something. I don't know what the theory is exactly. So the theory, I I don't I think I know what you're talking about. So the theory, so it's not about the pyramids. It's about the Sphinx. Ah, okay. So that the, the Sphinx is actually older than the pyramids, and there was uh, another civilization before. So okay, so you have the, the the Egyptian, the ancient Egypt, or the the, the pharaohs. There are thirty dynasties. Okay. Okay. So dynasty one is the king Narmer, who unified. So Egypt was the kingdom of the north, the kingdom of the south, mm-hmm. and he was able to unify them, and then became Kinnit. Okay. And he created the first dynasty. Okay. And his his son ruled after him and then so on. Right? So before so the the theories say that there were actually like two thousand years prior to that event, there were another civilization in Egypt and they had their own monuments and the pharaohs deliberately hid that or destroyed that. Mm. So they 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 wouldn't like try to hide these uh, their, their their marks, and they the Sphinx was not actually they didn't look like that. So okay. the Sphinx is the the body of a lion, the face of a human, mm. um, and it was built on the image of uh, 
um, I'm trying to remember the name, mm -hmm. uh, or, or try to, to remember the English name mm -hmm. for the king. So you have the King Khufu, which is the whole world, the Great Pyramid, the big one. You have, they have King, uh, I'm saying it in Arabic, Khafra, who made uh, uh, the, the second pyramid and the Sphinx. And you have the, uh, the third King, Menkara, with who built the third one. Uh -huh. right? This is the, the main three. Yeah. And uh, the Sphinx is just in front of the second one. So it, it was said that the face of the Sphinx is actually built on based on the face of the second king or the king who built the second uh, pyramid. Okay. And was this is like the the uh, the, the Gordian spirit because basically the, the pyramids are glorified tombstones. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So basically he's like the, the guardian of these tombs, mm. right? So I can because it it sits. I cannot I cannot say it's true or false. False, but the idea behind the theory is the uh, um, the type of stone or the type of artwork that is used on the Sphinx is different than mm. the type of stones that was used at that time. Okay. Because supposedly they were built at the same time as the pyramids, which is 2500 BC. Mm. Fascinating. So, I don't know, <laughs> but, but but I understand. But the first time you would see the pyramid, the great, the, the big one, you would just think, okay, this is not this is not real. No human being can did actually build that. Mm. It's insane, especially like the 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 biggest stone at the top. Yeah. How did they got how how, how did they that they got the, got it there? Yeah. Especially that it's a sandstone. Yeah. Okay? It's made of sandstone. And sandstone is only in the south of Egypt. So they moved it along the Nile to Giza and then they just stacked them off on top of each other to became Yeah. I, I love part of me loves all of these like, theories about how they're yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's I love some of the mad ones that like it was done with vibrations and they had like thousands of people going like, oh, and this created a vibration that le right. essentially levitated the stars to the top I mean that would be amazing and I think we should all give that a go one day. <laughs> that's insane the, the, the one fact that fascinates me though is they're all on the same line as the ones in Mexico yeah is this the Tesla thing? <laughs> I wouldn't know, but, but it, it's really fascinating. Like, oh, it's, yeah, it's it is too accurate to be a coincidence, or too yeah. specific to be a coincidence, I would say. Yes. But, but yeah, it's... Who knows? Oh, who knows? Yeah. And then also, I, I remember I did a podcast a few months ago, or maybe in the beginning of this year, I can't remember what time anymore, but with Anthony Murphy, and he's an expert on um, ancient monuments in Ireland. Right. Uh, and he has some theories as to what, what was the what was the reasoning for things like Newgrange and you know these uh, tombs as well, or, uh, or some people will argue that they're not tombs. But um, in one of his uh, bit of research, he found this guy in Belfast who I can't remember his name. Um, as the name has escaped me, some researcher up there has also found evidence for it, not like a, a, a cataclysmic event, um, but not a civilization ending event, but the eruption uh, of, they found this in, in tree rings, of certain chemicals in tree rings, the evidence for that what must have been a huge amounts of volcanic ash in the air. Right. So 
there's the speculation is that for however many hundreds of years the earth was essentially under a cloud you know and, and the sun was blocked out okay uh, and these monuments in ireland were built because you know obviously newgrange has this thing where this at the winter solstice the, the sun comes in as he thought it was some type of monument that was built to try and welcome back or try and entice back the sun or uh, light gods or whatever it might right. have been um, but then that made me think he said that there was probably this kind of cataclysmic event in the world and when you say the Egyptians are like writing everything sometimes I think is it were they writing things down just because they had experienced something that lost, that they lost, lost so much yeah. and they're like please we can't ever lose this maybe. Maybe. I don't know or maybe they were just betting themselves on the back as I was telling exactly. you hey, look how great we are yeah. <laughs> they could have just been journaling you know I tried to do that a little bit as yeah, well they too. could have been like dear diary <laughs> I, I, I've been trying it's really difficult when you do that when you're 36 I think <laughs> yeah. how did you end up in Dublin then? okay so um, my son was born on the 1st of January uh, 2022 okay uh, eight, eight days later I got this email from uh, from Google that hey um, we saw oh, we saw your CV or you saw your profile I, I recruited and um, do you want to, uh, we have this position do you, are you interested and I, uh, for me I've been I've been in this industry all my life and I was like yeah fuck yeah yeah, yeah I would but and then so, so it, it's it's it seemed like a weird idea that I might this all of this might happen. I was just actually laughing it off. Um, so I said yes, of course. Um, yeah, let's have an interview. So I did the interview and I, I went through the process. And part of me, uh, like not for a second, I thought this would be happening, right? Mm. Um, um, imposter syndrome. Um, yeah. And then I remember. So they they, they called and they, they reached out to me. Hey, you did you did good. We have this something like there's a committee that approves uh, people, but we have to have your confirmation that you acknowledge that the position is in Dublin and you will be relocated to Dublin. Okay. Are you okay with that? Yeah. And then like this is the question. Okay. So at that time, my son was what less than three months old yeah and uh, my daughter is like a year and a half or a little bit under two years and my my wife is just regaining her well basically everything after back to back kids and yeah and, and she's a hero i will never understand how she does it but she we're not in the best shape or form right so it's like I would say, I'm not going to say the worst time to have an adventure like that, but <laughs> it was definitely, definitely, um, definitely challenging. All right, sure. okay, what are we going to do about this? And this has been my dream. I want, I want to live abroad. I want to have this experience. I want to prove myself that I can do something. Um, so I said yes. And then we started doing our research. And... Okay, so what? So I've never really visited Ireland yeah. at that point. I've never really thought about visiting Ireland, yeah. aside from the Cliffs of Moher, yeah. because I, I just wanted to do that. 
Um, and Irish, uh, the Irish culture for me was, of course, fascinating because, I, I, as I told you, I, I love history, and I, I always think of myself as, uh, or I have this theory that oppressed people all over the world have something that unites them. Yeah. And I see, in a lot of ways, uh, uh, the things that we have in common. Uh, because uh, because of that oppression, mm. so we 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 get along. Mm. Uh, yes. And the second thing was Guinness. So, <laughs> really, funny story. So every time I I used to like to, to travel a lot. So me and I would visit a lot of European capitals and all that. So um, I like football, mm-hmm. and sometimes in there are these European cities where they don't really follow football. So for me, the place that I know for sure that will be showing football is the Irish pub. So I, I, yeah. it became a tradition that <laughs> every city that that was long before I moved to Ireland. Yeah. So it was a tradition that we have. We had this tra- traveling tradition that every city we go to, we would go to the Irish pub, right? And this is will be the only place that I can I can watch the football. And the, the only place that will be Guinness, yeah. right? So it was like a celebration or something that is that it's not the every everyday uh, uh, thing that you do. Mm. Then I remember after I signed my contract and we started like in, in the like document preparation, all that. Uh, Alia, my wife, who was just telling me, "Hey, I'm just thinking about the weird thing. So in Ireland, like three four months from now." It's not gonna be an Irish pub. It's gonna be just a pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. So that's that's gonna be your life now. So we we need another tradition, I think. Yeah. When we travel to anywhere. So yeah, it it was it it, it was surreal. It was yeah. surreal. And um, first of all, I want to say something. The Irish people are great. The Irish people are grand. Hey. Okay. <laughs> right. So the best thing about Ireland is the Irish people. I would say. And um, we've never really felt anything other than being welcomed. Great. Um, people are compassionate. People, under, as I told you, understand, understand a lot of things. You don't have to really to explain what are you doing or why you're traveling or why you're leaving home or why you're seeking an, like a, 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 another uh, a, a challenge or something that you you want to do better for your kids or because they're like it's it's. It's part of the Irish ideology. Mm. No country has provided arrogance in the world more than the Irish. Yeah. The only country in history where it had doubled its population now, 100 years ago. It's, it's fascinating, mm. right? Yeah. So we, we never really felt like we were strangers. We never really felt that we were not welcome. We never really felt that we're aliens. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? And that's, that's very assuring. And so my, my, my two kids go to crash. Right. So of course they are picking up the Irish accent now. <laughs> um, I remember a few weeks ago I was telling the uh, my daughter and I was telling her in Arabic, like, is it too tight? And she said in English, in clear Irish accent, no, it's grand. <laughs> That's great. And I, I, I was, yeah, we were looking at each other. <laughs> okay. What have okay. we done? Yeah. <laughs> well, she's theirs now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, but it must be strange. Like, sorry, strange. At the same time, it must be very difficult. I mean, you're a, a proud Egyptian, 
I know that you would, if, if the opportunities were in your own country, as you said, you'd never dreamed of leave, that you would leave, um, despite the fact that you said, like, I, I'd like to live abroad. But I know that, you know, you, you probably would love to be there. You, you love the culture, you love the food. I mean, the weather, I'm sure, is a hell of a lot better, too. Um, so I imagine it's been tough at the same time to adjust because, you know, it, it is very different here. There are challenges here. Um, and as we said, uh, I can't remember if we said it at the beginning of that before we recorded or not, but, you know, integrating as an adult to be okay for your kids because they've right. got the, no, there are. they've got their, um, they'll make friends and stuff like that. But as an adult, it's, it's a whole other ballgame. Uh, yes. And um, so I was actually thinking about, should I say this? Should I not say this? When I was coming over here, mm-hmm. it was really difficult as an adult. And um, so... You come in here, you work, it's fine. And you, 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 it's like re, um, pushing a reset button on your life. You find another place to live, you're, you're applying for uh, a driving license, you're <laughs> applying for like an identity card. You know. it's, it's, all, it's like you're doing things that you were, you've done years and years ago. And you always think, is it worth it? And it, it takes a mental toll. And aside from new country, new job, your family is with you. I was in a point where that that said a little bit too much. And did I do the right thing? Should I should I go back? What's going on? And this is where it hit me. I have no one to vent out to because yeah. I've let my friends, yeah. I've let the people I would just call at any at the middle of the night. Hey. Just come and pick me up now. I'm not feeling well. Yeah, and I would just go out of the house and just have a walk. So I live in Dunleary, so nah. it's it, it's really nice. I would just go by the the, the beer and I would just walk, mm. walk and walk and walk and walk and think, what am I doing? Mm. I need I need to come. I I need to collect myself. I need to. I have kids. Mm. They're happy here. I, I can see them happy. I can see them thriving. So I have to just suck it up do the right thing and just you know how how, how the toxic masculinity kicks in and yeah. be a man yeah. yeah you're not allowed to be vulnerable you're not allowed to uh, 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 feel no just pick, pick yourself up and just go to work and then this is where actually by mere coincidence I was as I was telling you I found the event uh, yeah. that you were hosting and I was like okay what's the worst that could happen I would just want to go there i just see the acts maybe meet a friend or two and this is what happened this is how it happened and this is how I got to meet you how I got to meet everyone and the, as I was saying it's a, it's a monthly tradition now yeah, that's, that's amazing uh, yeah. so happy Zayn <laughs> so happy but I can imagine it being very difficult as a father I'm not a father but as a father who I get like essentially uh, to not use other words came here because of you you know it was your professional yes. opportunity yes and you're entitled, obviously, to feel like it's spoken hard. Right. But probably I can imagine, and it's maybe a typical man thing as well, uh, whether it be toxic or not, is you probably felt like I can't complain here. I can't go home to my family and complain about how I'm feeling because they're actually here because of right. me. <laughs> right. Yes, that's part of it. So my wife is my biggest supporter in the world. I love her to death. Mm. And and she will always hey, hey we're with you whatever your decision is if, if if you tell me tomorrow we go back to Egypt, 
that, that's that then. Yeah. Right. But but again, I I I I, I uploaded everything, and just got you guys here, for let let us be real. It's it's my dream. Yeah. It's it's I'm the one who's most incentivized to come here because it's my dream, my job. It's not it's not Harris. It's not the kids, right? Where we're the kids, we're, we're, when we're looking at the kids, we're looking at the potential. We're not looking at actuals at the moment. Yeah. They might be great. They might be not. Yeah. Right. They might have a great life here. They might not. Yeah. Well, all 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 signs show that they're actually happy and they are thriving. But they are all just theories at this point. So you have to think: Did I did I ruin this film? Did I did I do that? Because if I if I, if I break down. That's that. That's it. They have no one else. Mm-hmm. So if I if I do something bad in Egypt, well, I can I can go to exile. <laughs> like go to my parents' house. Like I everywhere my go to my brothers or something. Or she can take the kids. I go to my mother-in-law. But here, what, 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 like if I do something or well, if if, if I'm sick, yeah. if I'm like incredibly sick, yeah. what will happen? You have you think about these scenarios and and you think. Did I do the right thing? Did I, if I was twenty something, I would have, that these thoughts would have never crossed my mind because I am flexible. I am well equipped to deal with anything. That's fine. It's grand. It'll all be grand, right? But when you are when, when you have family and we have people that you are basically the source of everything for them, you have to think: Can I do this? Can I actually do this? Because that way I was thinking about it. Of course I can do it. When I was in Egypt, of course I can do it. Mm. Are you joking? I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna kick ass. I'm gonna be the star. I'm gonna do every. I'm gonna work hundred hours per week. I'm gonna take care. I'm gonna be the perfect father. The perfect. Of course you think that. Mm. But when reality hits, mm. it's incredibly difficult. And the way I was, what I was thinking about when I, when I was on my way over here about this point, should I talk about this or should I not talk about this? I remember it when I was having a really, really hard time and I was talking to my doctor and he said that he said something that made me feel innocently better. He said, I wish you were the first one who tells me that. So I felt that I'm not alone. I felt that I'm not the, the only person. So because when you, when, maybe it's a man thing, but when, when you are in that situation, you always tend to think there's a problem with me. Yeah. Um, there's something wrong with me or I'm not, I'm not good enough or I'm not, I'm not strong enough to deal with this. Mm. But when you know that actually it's normal and there are people in the same situation as you, that turns into, okay, then you don't think about what's wrong with you. You think more, okay, how do I fix this? Yeah. And then your whole perception changes and you move into another direction. You, 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 your mind works a different way completely. And this is why I decided I want to actually talk about this and mention this. Maybe someone who listens is going through this. Of course. Yeah. And if they hear that, well, this is this is perfect, you know what happens. And it's completely okay. Yeah. Just focus on how would you seek help or what what can you do to change your situation? What can you want? Is it is it a new friend, a new hobby? Do you want to see someone like a therapist? Do you want to um, uh, just take a long break? Whatever it is that works for you, 
but you're just you're not alone you're not the only person with with such struggles and it is okay and it will be okay yeah yeah right so yeah this is this is why i was i eventually i decided no i will actually talk well, about very this. important thank you for sharing that um have things gotten a little bit easier or yes definitely definitely uh, well i know my way around <laughs> a little bit more yeah. uh, uh i started looking at the right direction when i'm crossing the street <laughs> yeah that's important too. <laughs> because it, you, in egypt it's it's we would drive the other side of the the right side of the way <laughs> So, yeah, um, I started making friends, I started meeting people, I started picking up a little bit of the accent. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, things are, we got used to the, so, so I remember last year we, 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 we started, we started the heat system like two months ago. <laughs> like, no way. <laughs> like in early, in like end of September or something like oh that. Oh my God. But here, like, we were, now we make fun of the new people. Like, they're not, did, did you already turn on your heat? Come on, <laughs> come on. Yeah, we started last week. Um, it, there's no, there's no choice at the moment. Um, yeah, it's gotten, I'm interested as a lot. I'm, I'm curious, are, as an Egyptian, are you a Liverpool fan being a Mo Salah fan or? Well, so I'm a Chelsea fan. Oh no. Okay. okay so I've, I've been supporting Chelsea since 1997. Okay. Three, Three, yeah. Three the whole Like you've been that much then, but that's okay. Uh, but I cannot say that in in Egypt because I will be massacred <laughs> um, because it's just Moshala and Moshala only. Yeah, he's the Egyptian king. He is the Egyptian. That guy is great. That yeah. guy, I want my kid to look up to that guy. Uh, uh, yeah, I respect him. He's, he's amazing. But I will assume you're a Liverpool. I am. A oh, of course. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> again, it's it's incredible. Like uh, when I when I moved in here, I, I so I, I lived in Brussels before. I lived in Amsterdam before. It it was it's a completely different kind of. So it, it, I, I I cannot really say in, in in with with my chest upright that Irish culture is a Western culture. I don't think of it mm. that way at all, because of the deep-rooted Irish-specific uh, 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 ideologies, way of thinking, and you have you have your own culture. Yeah. Say. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's very deep rooted within every single one of you, mm. and it's 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 amazing. Um, um, I look at that and uh, I think, okay, wow, okay, because we're used to colonization in our part of the world, yeah, and we are used to, well, yeah, the colon the, um, the colonization culture will not actually break us. We still have our culture, and we have testaments to what our culture is yeah. we have physical evidence of who we are so we were never broken yeah right so you never really think about Europe in the same way true right because it's it's usually clumsy like the, the, the colonization goes from yeah. Europe right <laughs> yeah, exactly so but 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 yeah Ireland never colonized any of us but no <laughs> we might have like as there's a comedian Tommy Tinder it was a very good joke we colonized people by just multiplying rapidly <laughs> on, on other countries <laughs> yeah, yeah that, well that, 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 that's that, that's okay because you actually like you go to a country and you instantly make a bit that I would say because <laughs> I, the Asian are the whole, like the most funny people I've ever met to be completely honest oh. it, it's it's it, it, it's really I would say I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm not 
a stranger. So like my cause is for some reason your cause. Yeah. Um, like I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Well, of course, people are not going to see this, but I'm wearing the Palestinian scarf. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Though. Well, it's it's part of a, so. The uh, I'm Egyptian again. This is our cause. So you have your problems throughout history, but the cause is yeah. the Palestinian cause. Yes, 100%. and 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 so we have our like in in our parts of the world in the Middle East and in North Africa, we have our own rivalries among ourselves. Mm-hmm. We speak the same language. We have of similar culture. But we have our own differences and we have our own rivalries. Mm-hmm. But this cause is our cause. Mm. It's a human cause. It's a human. Exactly. This was like my next point. So, mm. but, but again, we've never felt like we were hurt. We've never felt like we were seen. Mm. This has been going, the, the, the whole thing. Sorry if I'm, if I'm talking about this, but no, uh, yeah. you, can, you can't really avoid it. Yeah, of course. The, the whole thing did not start on the 7th of October. Yeah, I know. This has been going on for years and years and years and years and years. We're not, we're not, we're not surprised. You know what? What is surprising for people from that part of the world? The only thing that is surprising for us is how much people are aware now, or started to to understand or see what's actually going on. Like now, that's fine. I'll take it. Yeah, but. Like that's that's like we're we're not phased by. Of course, it's terrible. I'm not saying that we don't care. It's just we're not. We're, it has been ongoing yeah. for so long. We've seen like we've seen a lot of atrocities. We know how this works. We know exactly how this works. We know exactly what it is. We know exactly. I have. I wanted to talk to uh, talk to you about this. We have um, uh, one of our neighbors in Dunleary. She's a, a, a Palestinian woman wow. from Gaza. Okay. Right. Um, we, we, she lives in the same uh, uh, building block, apartment block as us. Right. And she, she's a friend of my wife. Um, she's from Gaza. She had family in Gaza. Uh, a week ago, uh, she received the news that her sister and her two boys were killed. The boys were eight and 11. Yeah. Right. Um, of course, she was inconsolable. How can you, right? And what do you say? Um, what do you tell that person, right? So that per- her sister had two two daughters, two sons. The two sons died. Her husband, she died. Mm-hmm. The two girls are alive. The boy is alive, mm-hmm. right? I'm sorry. The husband is alive. The the two boys were dead, um, and. What do you, what, what, so this is something that is very personal. That person is your neighbor. It's your duty to go there, look them in the eye and tell them, I'm really sorry about this, my condolences. How do you do that as a father or as a person? Yeah. What what, what do you say? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Like I, I, my wife was crying and she, 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 she was telling me I need to go and visit her, but I don't know what to say. Yeah. Right. When they went on visit, visited her, she was just like, she was okay. She was, these are the strongest people you would ever meet in your life. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. She was like, okay, they're in heaven. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And 
there were she said something else because there is a little bit of a narrative like why don't Egypt just open up the borders and take everyone in Sinai she said something that that shocked me to my core she said the heaven is closer to me than Sinai I'm not leaving my land wow I would die and go to heaven and that's closer to me than going to Sinai wow right and that's 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 less than 100 kilometers yeah right so it's it i understand I, i'm i'm really happy that people are acknowledging what's going on but what surprised me the most and i have to say this is the irish stance towards that because i've never seen a group of people um, in support of this cause as much as the irish yeah yeah, it's been there even growing up my whole life. We've always had the Palestinian flags and um, I guess there's a certain amount of... Um, I mean, someone would explain the history of it a lot better, but it's always been in the narrative that, yeah, support for the Palestinian people. I have a very good friend who used to travel there on humanitarian causes uh, for whatever he was doing. I can't remember exactly what he used to do, but um, yeah, it's... It's become something that I find very, very, it's become more than just supporting the cause now. Uh, and it's it's the manipulation of the media and right. all of those things that I find absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's for me why it's, it's a human cause. Like what, yeah. what if this continues then what's the next step? Um, and also uh, as a person who I would consider myself a pacifist, so someone who would just you know, hope and pray for it for peace more than anything else. Um, you can't deny the right of any of those Palestinians to hold hatred in their in their you know. Yeah, you, you radicalize them. Yeah, um, exactly, and that's what happened in Egypt as well. You know, I mean, I've, I've read you know, I mean, not in the same way, but I've you know read books about how U.S. soldiers, I mean, they were torturing torturing you know Egyptians in the 1950s, creating creating the Muslim Brotherhood, etc. That's that's true. That's true. So you, that's usually the case. You you oppress people so much, you radicalize them, then then the the radicalized groups are now seen as the heroes. Yeah. And then those heroes do something, and then it's. It's your fault again. Yeah. Let me tell you a small story mm. about um, um, in 1970 during the occupation of Sinai by Israel. Mm. Um, there is um, um, a village, a literal village, called Bahr al Bakr. Okay, that's in the south of Port Said. Again, Port Said has a lot of unfortunate history, unfortunately. Yeah. So this is an elementary school in Port Said. Right. Uh, in 1970, um, this school was bombed by Israel. Um, in, 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 in this, in this, um, I'm sorry, it's it's a little bit uh, um, heavy or yeah, difficult okay. um, to talk about this. Um, around 50 elementary school kids were dead. No, sorry, 46. I have the end. I had to write down the numbers. Uh, 46 elementary school kids were killed. Um, I'm, I'm going to read you now um, a statement of the, uh, um, the Minister of Defense, the, the Israeli Minister of Defense. 
when asked about the, the incident, Mushi Dayan, who, who is the Minister of, uh, 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 of Israeli Defense at the time, we, we have checked and rechecked, and there was no mistake this time. Maybe Egyptians put elementary students in a military base. Now, you hear this, or you read this, and you think about the present. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, um, the way I was, the, why I was saying this is, at the beginning I said, we were here, we know the history, we've seen everything. We know exactly what's going on. We know exactly what's going on. When we say, okay, this is not the first time, it's not gonna be the last time, we've said that tens of times. This is always the case. This has always been the case. And the world never listened. Yeah. No one listened. Yeah. The only time where the world actually gave attention when when the oppressed threw a bunch or two. Yeah. It's yeah. it's horrible. It's horrible. But again, this is this is the only time that you seen what's going on? This is the only time that you actually gave attention. Yeah. How would that feel for the the um, the two girls who lost their mother and their two brothers? How would they how would they feel? And how would they it, it, Honestly, the moment that, uh, the way I think about it, the moment they are able to carry a gun, they will definitely carry a gun. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, and that's what worries me more than anything else, uh, because I, I just, you know, it just obviously violence breeds more violence and creates more radicalism. Um, what's the future of this? What are Egypt going to, you know, how is Egypt going to react to this? How are other neighboring countries going to react we've, to this? We've, we've always been, we've always been there. We've always wanted, I myself went to the Rafah crossing multiple times in, 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 in 2008 and 2009 to deliver aid. I didn't, I didn't actually cross to Gaza. So the Rafah crossing is, there. there, there is this, gate from Egypt side and there is gate from the other side which is completely controlled by Israel so even if, it is, if Egypt opens up the crossing from our side it has to be open from the other side as well right and this will create a humanitarian crisis yeah, of if it gets open yeah. and it's ethnic displacement yeah if you push people from one side to the other or put them in a, in a completely different uh, 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 location it's not their land and they will never accept it and I, I told you a direct quote from someone who's from Gaza that person holds their so it's it's something that is generational so you actually inherit so a lot of people wear the keys to their houses that they were kicked out of mm. on their necks and like like every generation passes passes it down that person has like a document like that um the contract that that confirms their uh, the ownership of their original house that they were that that they were kicked off mm -hmm. from, right? And this is something that is passed through the generations. Those people are not going anywhere. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, of course. Why should they? Exactly. No, no, no. I mean, like this is the testament of resilience. Like, yeah. Despite all of this, they're not just they're not fleeing. They're not saying, okay, we'll just take us out, put us anywhere. 
no, 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 just, we're here. Just send us some help so we can actually survive. Yeah. And then we're staying here and we're taking our, uh, whoa, what's ours back? This is how you, they think about it. This is how I would think about it. This is how any person in the world would think about when they are in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard. It's, it's something hard because he's sometimes you just don't know what to do. It's hard. Um, I know that there is some people that I can put a link to the description of this uh, if people want to kind of show support in terms of like, um, there's things you can sign. There's obviously protests that you can attend and, and etc. Um, and it's pretty well published. I mean, I have seen some people talk about how they're posting things about the you know, from the Palestinian point of view on social media and how they seem to be receiving a lot less views and things like that. I don't know if that's, I don't know. I, 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 again, I'm terrified. <laughs> but yeah, listen, all you can do is, is I guess, uh, something. Yes. That's all you can do yes. is something. Um, I, I believe in, 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 in my point of view, as someone who has, has always been like, neighboring what's happening and everything that because you would actually hear like there were times where they would open up the crossing and you know what would happen they will just come right out of the crossing so the the, the, the nearest big city mm. after the crossing is actually Port Said okay right so they would come in to Port Said and they would just like buy Sugar, oil, uh, baby formula, diapers, uh, um, um, car oil, anything that they can because they have, don't have anything. Mm. They don't have anything mm. at all. Yeah. Those people don't have, and they would go back. They wouldn't like just run. Mm. They wouldn't go back. Yeah. They did. It did. It's. It's. They, they, so Egyptians uh, or Palestinians in Egypt are not really distinct, mm. distinguished from Egyptians, mm. and you wouldn't know. So we have a lot of. There are a lot of Palestinians live, live, live in Egypt. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, um, and they have like. So you would only know if, if you're asking them for, hey, do you have a passport or you have your ID or something? This is the only way that you will know. Or they would, actually, not, not actually Egyptian, but like they would be with you in school, at work, and we don't really, like, hey, you're not really Egyptian. Yeah. There's, no, there's no such thing as looking Egyptian. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, so with all, it's like they can run away, like go away as as far as they can. But no, they will. They will not. Back. They won't leave. Like yeah. there are there are people who are choosing. Okay, I will. I, I will just because I saw a video yesterday and it made me cry. Mm. It was it, it, a mosque in Gaza. Uh, so um, the call for prayer. I'm not sure if you ever been to a majority Muslim country, but the the, the, the mosques have the call for yeah. prayer yeah. out loud five five times yeah. a day. So the the imam or the the, uh, uh, the person who's in, who, who manages the mosque was saying in 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 in, in, um, in the microphones. So communication has gone down. We're isolated from the world. Hold your kids and pray. Mm. That's it. Like, this is this is the end of time. This is this is this is this is it. Yeah. And he just keeps on praying. Wow. We're 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 completely shut down from the earth. This this is how he says it in Arabic. 
communication has gone down. We're completely shut down. They, they, they cornered us. They isolated us. Hold your kids and pray. This is terrifying. terrifying. And then I, I, I was doing this and then my kids were playing next to me. And I just started crying. Mm. Mm. And I couldn't stop. Mm. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. So this is, this is, I know this is a little bit heavy, but it's the unfortunate reality that we live in at the yeah. moment. Yeah, um, okay, let's uh, maybe change a little bit the narrative yeah. here. Let me tell you something, a funny story. Yeah, well, no, first of all, just be before you do, um, it, yeah, it is something that's very hard to, to look at at the moment. Um, I, you have a lot more closer experience to it. Um, as you say, the relationship between Egypt and, and Palestine is there as well. But yeah, it's it's just it's it's fucked up, man. Uh, it really is. I don't know what else That's to say. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Unfortunately, it's true. I remember I get, I get I always used to get really mad when someone tells me it's it's really complicated. It's a complex issue, and I, I would get really mad. No, it's not. It's actually. Yeah. The simplest kind of conflict I've ever seen in my life. It's really, really simple. Yeah. It's really, really straightforward. And you have to put in the effort to see it as complex. Yeah. yeah. If you just like look at it for one second, it's really clear. It's yeah. really simple. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Tell me your funny story. Okay. <laughs> so we were talking earlier how Egypt and uh, Ireland gained their independence in 1922. Mm. So uh, in 1919 or 1980, after World War One. Okay. So Egypt was exhausted. Like we were, it was a horrible, horrible situation. And this is where the first spark of um, uh, uh, fighting for independence from from from, uh, from the British Empire mm. started. Like mm-hmm. the first. Uh, uh, sparks and um, there was of course the, 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 the normal sequences the collective punishment and all that right so then the, you have the there is this Egyptian figure who's called Saad Zaglulu he, he was the one who wanted to talk to the, the, the British and hey we need our independence and all that so they put him in exile okay I think in Seashell right mm. okay so 1919 um, what happens is um, people start writing, like proper writing. Um, at that time, uh, uh, education was a privilege, mm. right? Um, so it was people would actually look up to people who are educating, just educated. So the rights started with the students. So the students from uh, universities at the time just went writing on the street. And because people look up so much to the educated, they started following them. So the Egypt at that time were mostly um, 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 uneducated peasants, live in horrible conditions, just in servitude. So what happens is the English round up the, 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 the students and put them in the Saudi castle in the dungeon of the Saudi castle. As it happens, 
The person who's in charge of that dungeon or that prison is an Irish officer. No way. Right? Uh, the, the, uh, um, the story doesn't tell the name of the person. Okay. There are multiple names that I do not remember off the top of my head. But the, the, there is like, um, um, there's no uh, definite uh, um, uh, um, version that states the name. Um, so that person, what he does is he starts uh, coordinating with the prisoners and the outside world. Right? And he actually tell it like he makes it known that the students are held in that dungeon. Okay. So the people surround the castle. Uh-huh. And what he does, he opens the door. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And that leads to the riots erupting all over the country. Um Saad Zagul comes back from exile, starts the negotiation around uh, 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 the independence till in 1922 Egypt gained independence at the same year as Ireland wow so in a way an Irishman helped <laughs> the Egyptian revolution of 1919 wow I did too uh, like gain momentum he opened the door he, he's the one who opened the door wow that's a fascinating story yep. Yeah. Yep. His, his name is not known no no, no. no. Well, that's terrible no. unfortunately no yeah. I, I, I tried like doing some digging yeah I love that story yeah um, but I actually like, there was no confirmation on the name in, 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 in any it's, it's, it's like an urban legend at this point Wow. Like people talk about this is this was the Irishman who did this and no that. Yeah, like we don't know if he's like which part of Ireland or no. Yeah, no he's idea. Just the Ar- he's known as the Irishman or the Irish officer. We should make up some mythical name, like <laughs> Colin or something like that. I'm like, yeah, know, no, folklore. Yeah, the, the Irish names are really difficult for me. I remember <laughs> one of the things that I really had problem with. Yeah, sure. especially. The female names. Yeah, the the Kaylins, the Neves, the Sirsias, the Granias. Yeah, the, the the one that that like almost fried my brain is is Quiva. Uh, uh, Quiva. Yeah. No, but how how do <laughs> how do you pronounce that as Quiva? Yeah. yeah, it's a great name. though. I like that name. Yeah, it's um, like a really powerful. Like, yeah, it's a good Quiva. one. Um, if there's any story that I think kind of signifies that we're all in this together, it's that one, uh, and and we'll finish with that. Uh, right. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I, I've found it fascinating to listen to you I, I'd love to go and then maybe do this again at some point to learn more about the, the historical side of, of Egypt from to. you it's those little anecdotes are, are, are brilliant I love it Th- thank you so much and thank you for having me and I hope I gave you I was interesting enough to be sitting on that chair and, and, and oh, talk sure. a lot about what we've talked about and if for everybody who's listening you're not alone in the world um, and uh, your struggle is everybody's struggle. Um, and if you need a friend or two, uh, every Monday yes. we have uh, we have an event yeah. <laughs> that uh, you will meet uh, a lot of cool people. Yeah. And uh, our, our gracious host uh, <laughs> Mark uh, puts on a good show. And yeah, uh, yeah uh, it's grand. Yeah. <laughs> Come and see it for yourself. Yeah, amazing. Uh, yeah, we'll put a link in it to it as well. Thank you so much. A pleasure.